Welcome to Waiting for Review, a show that follows the journeys of two independent iOS developers. I'm Dave Knott, an iOS developer from Devon, England. And I'm Dave Wood, an iOS developer from Leicester, England. Join us as we discuss the development, code and technology of our independent journeys. Okay, just before we get started, um, just a, a, a quick notice that we'd love to invite you to our Slack channel for the show. Um, we've had a few people come and join now, so that's going really well. Um, the more the merrier, so please do reach out to us. Um, there'll be info in the show notes, or you can just reach out to us on Twitter at WFR Podcast. Just send us a message and we'll uh, we'll get you joined up. Um, also, reviews are greatly appreciated and can help us reach even more like-minded developers so if you could take the time to leave us a review on itunes that would be incredible um, or if you're an overcast user just simply hitting the star button to recommend us helps us a great deal thanks very much okay so we've got a very special episode this week we're lucky enough to be joined by heidi and ish you may already have heard of them through the apps they work on together such as stamp pack and boomerang which we'll no doubt get onto later um impressively they managed to make these apps with the pacific ocean between them so welcome guys um i know time zones have made made this episode a bit of a challenge to for us all to meet up which is uh much appreciated so thanks for being here thank you thank happy you. to be here so i thought we'd kick the question uh the podcast off with a question of how you guys met let's see um back in i think it was 2011 i had this app called dream journal and it was doing doing okay in the store. And um, I got a message one day from uh, Heidi, who was a customer of the app. And she liked the app, but she noticed imperfections in my layout. So she took the time to take screenshots and mark them up with red ink, letting me know every pixel that was off. And I was really impressed with that because um, I liked the attention to detail. So from then on, we just kind of... Um, start chatting and over the years became friends and now we work together quite often well that's really cool so it just literally started from a like a almost a support email yeah absolutely that's exactly what it was <laughs> so yeah. you actually only met in person though this year right right so our first time meeting was uh, a couple of weeks ago at wwgc <laughs> must have been a bit weird right yeah it was um it was. It was interesting because no matter what, if you only talk to a person on the phone, or only in our case, like FaceTime audio, uh, in real life, the voice sounds just a little bit different, um, mm-hmm. and things are just a little <laughs> bit different. Like the real life person is a little bit different than like um, your Twitter avatar. So, uh, yeah, but weird, but also a bit cool because it's been. I don't know. We've been working together at least, um, for about almost five years, I think. Yeah, over over five years. It will be six in December. Yeah, so. Yeah, I remember I saw it flash up on Twitter during WWDC, and I wasn't aware at that point that you hadn't met. I remember thinking, oh yeah, how cool is that? They after after all those years, you've managed to meet. That's that's brilliant. Because I think I've been following you both for probably about two years at least, if not more. Oh. Um, so so to see you guys get to meet, that's 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 wicked. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. And I got to um, kind of show Heidi things she hadn't seen before in the U.S. Like, you never had a burrito. I was like, what? You never had a burrito? <laughs> got to do this. Mm-hmm. And they were very delicious. Yeah, I, I do love American food. I've got to hand it to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, 
that was back in 2011 that you were doing Dream Journal. Yeah. Um, did Heidi kind of come on board with Dream Journal at that time, or was it kind of more of a back and forth, and then you started collaborating on something new together? Or No, so at that time, I had a partnership um, with one of my, my oldest friends. He wasn't a developer, but he was handling like the business side of the business. And um, I discussed with him, like, hey, should we get a designer? Um, I kind of like Heidi's work. And he's like, uh, no, nah, not right now. You're, you're doing a good job. So um, we, uh, not at that point. And I think she was working on some other things, too, at the time. So uh, fast forward a few years, I started up a new company. At that point, um, once I started putting some apps out, um, I had gotten featured by the App Store for one of them, for Up Next. And they needed some some artwork done. So I reached out to Heidi and see if she was available to help me out. And she helped me a little bit. And from that point, we started like working a little bit more, a little bit more together. So we finally got mm-hmm. some uh, apps out together last year. And um, also working on some new stuff. Mm-hmm. I think one of the cool. first things that I did when I was working with Ish was make some icons as well for his his app up next. So... Um, he used to have these little, um, like radial icons in the app and I, I made, um, some consistent icons of the same width. So that was like one of the Mm. first things where I, where I like, um, I don't know, demonstrated what work I could do. And gradually over time, we, um, started doing more things. Did you do the app icon as well, the main app icon? Oh, no, not the icon for the app, but, um, like, icons within the app. Okay. Yeah. Have you been – did you do the one for Boomerang that came out, the, the app icon for that? Actually, I didn't. I actually spent ages trying to draw a Boomerang, and it wasn't as easy as I expected. So, <laughs> um, like, rather than spend more time, like, frustrated trying to get, like, this perfect Boomerang – um, we ended up finding one we liked online and getting a license for that. <laughs> and one of the interesting things about that is Boomerang was such a, a quick project. It was so fast. Um, that was one of the reasons we went that round. Um, I did 70% of the work one morning, like one Saturday morning. I had some time, my first time having time in weeks. And I got about 3 a.m. to start working on it and worked on it about one thirty. Um, and most of the app was done during that time. Wow, that's impressive. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I always end up leaving the app icon to the last minute, and I always massively underestimate <laughs> how much work should go into an app icon. <laughs> I always think, oh well, I'll, I'll think of something at the last minute, and you know. But wow, to make a good, there are some stunning app icons out there, and to make a good one, it mm-hmm. really, it really takes a lot of work. It does, honestly. App icons and also um, naming a product. Those things yeah. are kind of tough. Oh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's that and synchronization. I think the sort of really hard problems. Oh man, yeah, I think I've kind of like <laughs> I've avoided quite a bit. I think my only app that has um, decent sync is probably Snapback. Oh, so, how many apps do you guys actually have out together at the moment? Mm, there's two big ones, which is Snapback and uh, Boomerang. And then Snappack also has an iOS um, component app out there. And there's also yep. um, Gold Stars, which is another sticker pack 
that was a bit smaller. So between two and four, depending on how you count. Yeah. So, if you're in the US, is that correct? Yes. Southern California. Not, yeah, the West Coast, right? Yeah. And Heidi, you're in Australia. That's right. So how do you begin to even fathom time zones working together? <laughs> because it sounds like really hard, <laughs> but you seem to manage to do it. I happen to wake up like super duper early. Um, I wake up at about 3 a.m. on the West Coast. So um, it gives kind of a broader time to to be... Uh, to be able to communicate. So I wake up about three and I go to bed at about 10. So, um, a lot of, uh, potential hours to be available. Me personally. Um, I, I'm not very traditional. Um, I don't, I don't like wake up, uh, at the same time as other people do in Australia. Um, I like vary all the time, I guess, kind of like a shift worker. I, I adapt to whatever I need to do at the time. So if I'm working on a project with Ish, I like gravitate towards that time. And if I need to do something with my family, like we have like someone's birthday or uh, <laughs> or if I have to go to an appointment or whatever, then I like have to make some adjustments so that I can do stuff here in Australia. So it's quite interesting. But so like, you shift I shift time zones. I do. I do that all the time. So how long does it take you to shift between, say, West Coast time and, and your Australian time? Oh my like goodness. Three days, four days? Um, I don't even know. Like, um, I just like sleep longer sometimes or have a nap and I I might be a little grumpy sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From my experience, um, it's really amazing and Heidi has the most interesting sleep cycle. I've ever seen. So it's not a, um, it's almost like her day doesn't really revolve around 24 hours. Exactly. There's some thing that it's like, a, like a day and a half situation going on, but she can switch like very easily. It takes her usually, I think about a day to not be grumpy with the switch. And it's, it's pretty good. Very effective. So I think all the time working out really, even though I'm available for 10 hours, it's really to her credit that she can just like, switch at basically any time what time do I need to be awake yeah yeah that's cool that that really sort of helps make it work for for both of you doesn't it absolutely mm-hmm. so Heidi um you recently took a trip quite a trip um to WWDC and we followed your accounts of it on on Twitter um looked like a a pretty good time sort of had by all um <laughs> But you went to to Layers, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, Layers at Design Conference. Yeah, and I think it was Ish. Was it AltConf? Am I right? Yeah, um, yeah. AltConf, which is right across the street. Oddly, it's, it's like corner, so it's across the street from uh, Layers, and then right next door to uh, WWDC. Cool. Um. And I think from what I know, Layers is more of a sort of design-led conference. Is is that right, Heidi? Yeah, that's right. Um, so it's like kind of geared towards people who like working on user interface, but it's also much more open, like many forms of design, like, but but also especially people who like Apple and designing for the Apple ecosystem. 
So, I mean, would you say um, that there's value in a non-designer going to, to a conference like that as well? Um, were, there, were there many developers there as well? Uh, there were, and I would say that there is value. Like, I really enjoyed it so much, and I was thinking that Ish would enjoy it and lots of other people I met um, while I was in the area would enjoy it. Like, it had really good speakers. Um, like, it had three people who worked on Hillary Clinton's design campaign that is, like, designing for um, designing for when she was running running for office and um wow it was really interesting like hearing designers that were so passionate about their work and uh making a difference with their work and there was also people who worked on a lot of big products that we all use like um someone who formerly worked for pinterest and someone who worked for um let me see, like Netflix, and then there was people who, there was one speaker who, um, like, was an animator who worked on Shrek and and The Matrix cool. 3, and he actually so said, like, it wasn't his fault that it was a bad movie. <laughs> so, um, uh, but but really quite a varied um sort of um range of speakers in that conference then yes there was a lot of speakers and um very interesting topics i think it would certainly appeal to me perhaps one day because i i wouldn't i wouldn't really consider myself a designer i always consider myself a programmer first and i know dave we've spoken about this on previous episodes yeah kind of when do we just de- when do we actually kind of think of ourselves as designers because inevitably we have to do some design to ship our apps out the door as solo developers um so maybe you know in that regard layers would be really appealing to me um i don't know whether i'd be maybe throwing myself into the deep end <laughs> if, as, a, as a designer novice in that sense i actually um, went to layers last year as a volunteer and I ended up still getting quite a lot out of it, even though I'm not a designer. And what I got a lot out of was the um, the ideas. So putting pencil to paper, I'm not great, but I like having the philosophy of design and just kind of the unique ways of approaching and thinking about things. So I definitely thought it was a valuable time, even not doing a lot of, a lot of design myself. Okay. So maybe if the year finally comes, I can get out there and I don't manage to get a ticket to WWDC, maybe maybe layers could be an option. Yeah. I recommend it. Cool. cool. So Heidi, what would you say was a highlight of your trip? Because it looked like an incredible time you had. Um, oh my goodness. I saw you went to the, the beard bash, the talk show, the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to, to do thing. almost everything. Um, well, I would say the best thing is meeting people. Uh, especially meeting Ish for the first time um, after after having known each other so long from a distance and also meeting so many other people from Twitter um, that I've admired and followed along with and then also meeting new people as well. Like I just, I wanted to try and talk to people, like not just be shy and just network with people and 
I don't know, talked to as many people as I could and I met lots of really interesting people, people who've worked on amazing things and done amazing things and it, it just felt so cool to to be in the presence of all these people. Um, and also it was so cool, like, um, I don't know, like, like there's people that I consider famous, like, in the in the tech world like John Gruber and um Federico and um like I was like sometimes sitting like really close to these people or talking to these people or like at the talk show I was in the second row from the front stage and it just was like so amazing to actually be present with all these cool people that I've been following along with wow that sounds like you had a great time i did and i also love the food oh my goodness um (laughs) (laughs) yeah the food was amazing like i never had a burrito so i had a burrito on the very first day like at i hope i'm saying this right chipotle um so um ish helped me out with what toppings to have on mine because i've never never had one don't really know how to order one um so I got like a chicken one and like had some black beans on there and and cheese and sour cream and there was also like this spicy corn which I wasn't so much a fan of um because <laughs> spicy is not really my thing but um I think other people would consider it mild but I found it spicy um and then I had, like, a big slice of American pizza one day. And, like, here in Australia, we, like, do, like, whole pizzas. So it was, like, cool to get, like, this giant slice of pizza. It was really tasty. And there was also, like, this soda machine that, like, had all these flavours. And I got um, I got um, raspberry Coke and cherry vanilla Coke, which are cool flavours we do not have here. Um, I had like so quite, a quite a food experience. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I can keep talking about the food for ages. <laughs> awesome. Ish, I read on Twitter. I think it was during WWDC um, that you're taking part in a documentary film. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about that? I think it's called. Is it App the Human Story? Yeah, that's it. And actually, one of my highlights from the trip was um, going to the premiere. So that movie premiered for um, some of the attendees, and all the funds um, for the movie tickets were uh, donated to App Camp for Girls, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, so Sunday night on the 4th, um, the movie premiered. It was kind of neat to kind of see everyone's reaction to it and see some people see it for the first time. Um, so I've been working uh, with the director, Dick Schumacher, for about a year and a half. <clears throat> and um, and he was just following me around, um, just kind of taking video of me doing various things, and a few interviews and such. And uh, it was neat both to see kind of the final cut of it, and but also to kind of see the reaction, because you never know when working on something kind of how it will be received. And yeah. the reception was really, really great. So I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. So, so that the premiere was at WWDC. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when is it actually sort of due to be released to the the mainstream? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. John Gruber jokes he's like oh, five six years. It's been because um, <laughs> it was a it was, <clears throat> sorry it was eventually started from a Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, so it's a little overdue, but um, I think we're looking at the end of summer is when it will be uh, released. I believe. Oh, cool. So not long. Yeah. Shouldn't be too long now. Oh, nice. Cool. So I guess being featured in a in a documentary film, it kind of leads on nicely to my, my next question because it's um you know, a film that's full of from watching the trailer, it looked like it was full of such influential people from within our community and speaks volumes about your, your ability to self promote. You both seem very good at self promotion, like reading you on, on Twitter and seeing how you get your apps featured in various places. Would you have any any tips to say an indie developer just starting out with their first app who's never had to do any of this stuff before? Um, for me, <clears throat> my focus hasn't been promotion. So I will promote uh, at times, but it's usually just in having fun. So the first thing is um, really building relationships. And I do that authentically. Like go and make friends in the community. Um, go and help folks out with particular issues, um, have conversations about things that are both tech and non-tech, and really just make friends. Then once that happens, um, because the community in a way is rather small, even though we have about two and a half million apps in the store right now, the actual development community is pretty small. So yeah. it's really easy if you want to, um, if you're just starting out and want to get involved, Find a particular area that you really care about in development and focus on that. Make that your area of expertise. And you can actually be the go-to person in that. Because I guarantee you, no matter which topic you pick, there won't be more than three or four people who are already like um, experts in that particular area. So just do that. Become an expert in that area. Build community. And then when you have a product out, share with your friends, basically. And as you share with your friends, they share with their friends, and it kind of goes from there. Um, on top of that, Heidi is super good at design and making ads, particularly the Twitter ads. So we just have like fun thinking of things and we just kind of like put them out on, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's my take. Awesome. So, uh, have fun, be involved in the community and kind of provide value back to other people, really be helpful and, and, and be there for your community as well. Absolutely, yeah. Be authentic and be enthusiastic because those things are, um, there's no downside to that, right? Yeah. It's an attractive quality and it actually just like um, helps whatever you're doing to grow. Mm-hmm. I think we're lucky, aren't we, with the community we've got surrounding us because my experience of it has always been really positive. Everyone that I've come into contact with has always been you know, really helpful and never never done anything to make me feel like I shouldn't have bothered getting in touch. It's always been a really positive experience. I think we're super lucky in that sense. Absolutely. I'm, I'm blown away um, by the kindness and support of the community. It's, it's really, really cool. It's a great community. I would say that um, actually getting a glimpse of that community um, when I was in my, my old profession. Um, so I was working um, within sort of data analysis um that sort of work and i was doing my apps on the side and so my my glimpse of the community if you like was sort of through twitter and through those sort of initial interactions with people and i have to say i think 
And seeing that sort of side to the community probably has been part of the motivation to sort of taking part and, and becoming sort of full-time iOS dev. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an attractive quality from outside looking in to sort of see that going on as well, especially when it's not necessarily there in sort of other industries um, in sort of quite the same way. I, I do actually think it's quite special. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. So much that one of the things I want to do, like one of my uh, one of my goals, is to really kind of grow the community and bring more folks into um, into development, particularly folks who don't have a background already in computer science and just maybe just want to make an app but don't know how to get started in doing that. I really want to um, kind of focus and um, bring those people in. Awesome. Do you have any um, any kind of ideas for a a platform or anything to do that or is that just sort of more a a tendency that you're looking out to do something in that in the future i have a few ideas for platforms um but man they're a lot of work so um (laughs) i have some uh um some things i'm trying to get done first maybe some lower hanging fruit but one of the things is a guide like an interactive guide so you can have mixed media you can have like video and have kind of like documentation and then also have like playgrounds like Swift playground yeah. you can play around with the code and kind of it kind of like leads you through um set of things the other thing is kind of like a um it would be comparable to stack overflow but instead yeah. of having like a um like an open form kind of conversation it'd basically be the solution let's say you want to do something like i'd like to change the color of the cursor and a text view. How do I do that? You basically get kind of like a um, a best of, like this is a recommended way in Xcode 8 in Swift 3. This is the best code. This is the best way in Xcode 7. Best way in Xcode 9. So you can kind of yeah. pick like which version you're doing, which um, language you're doing, and here's an example of just this thing. So kind of like micro tutorial of just these very specific things. So kind of like a combination between Stack Overflow and that it's the place you go to get in solutions, but also kind of like W3 schools where it has like little bits of like, here's some common things that you probably want to know how to do. Here's how you yep. do it. Um, so I want to do something like that. That's kind of like a community source. But again, a lot of work getting that up. So Yeah, I think there'd be tremendous value in something like that, though. Um, like you say, for sort of people just starting out and... I think even for people who've been established for quite a while as well, because as we were sort of talking about before, you know, in any given niche inside of development, um, most people, nobody is a particular expert in everything. So, yeah, I think I'd find a resource like that really quite useful. Particularly now as things progress, um, especially after this year's WWDC, there's so many Mm. areas. Right. So um, we got machine learning and AR. Yeah. And those are big. Um, part of that is uh, the computer vision. Like there's so many different branches now and so many different yep. things to, to know about that it's being kind of tough for a single person to have like a good foothold in all these different frameworks. So, yeah, I think it'd be, be nice to have a resource for everyone. Yeah, and something to make it less intimidating for a beginner. That's got to have massive value. So I think the nature of our of what we do, it can appear quite complex, especially at the start when 
you're not familiar with all the terms and seeing a massive screen of code can maybe look quite intimidating. Right. So yeah. I think that's got you know, huge potential there for, for people coming in, which is that sounds absolutely brilliant. Awesome, thanks. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. The good news is Heidi and Ish have agreed to come back and join us next week, so do make sure you come and check that out. If you've enjoyed today's show, we would love it if you could give us a review on iTunes, or if you're an Overcast user, if you could just recommend us by hitting that star button, that would be fantastic. Uh, also, we'd like to add that now we have our very own Slack channel that we'd like to invite you to join. Our hope is that it can become a great place for fellow developers to come get to know each other and uh, generally hang out. If you'd like to join, there'll be instructions in the show notes, or you can send us a message on Twitter, at WFRPodcast. Thanks.